0: Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode. Today we're going to be asking the question, am I a sex addict? And then also just trying to figure out how do we deal with sexual urges for other women? You know, When we're married, this is going to happen. How do we deal with it? So really, this is a constant dilemma for us, right? Um, so we have, as men, we have many sexual thoughts and feelings in a typical day, right? These are usually sparked by the images that are around us, uh, whether on TV or on a billboard or just by a woman that's dressed a certain way walking by us. You know, we, we see that. We have some arousal that comes with that. It's just sort of the natural thing that happens. That's the way our brains work, right? It's normal, okay. This is the way that guys are wired. There's nothing wrong with us because this happens, okay. So, <laughs> I was when we were having this drive back from uh, from Utah to California with my wife. We started having this discussion, and you know, I, I told her like this happens, like I probably 10, a hundred times a day. Right, I have a sexual thought about my wife or about you know, some other woman that I happen to see. And again, like out and about or on the TV or whatever. And she, she couldn't even believe it. She was like, no way. Like that's impossible. You can't be thinking about it that much. And I was like, okay, you don't believe me. I called up a a colleague of mine. (laughs) That's another guy, uh, another psychiatrist that I work with. And he was just like, yeah, that's totally true. It happens. (laughs) and uh, even another friend of mine just to verify more right like it just it just happens women maybe have a hard time understanding that but for guys like that's just the way our brains work so it, again it's just normal like we, we all have this and the question that we have to ask ourselves is what's the best way to manage these you know as they come up how are we going to deal with them in a way that's most productive now it can lead to a bigger problem, right? This is sort of the, the, the common problem all men face is how do we, you know, channel that sexuality? How do we use it in a way that's most, uh, with our integrity and in a way that's going to lead to the results we want in our life. Now, sometimes that can become a problem in what some people would term a sex addiction. Okay. So you know, some men they'll start using pornography more than they want to, or start having sexual relationships with other women when they're married. Okay. Now to me, this can be from a couple of reasons. One can be just out of like frustration, right? Oh, my wife won't have sex with me ever. I have to go find it somewhere else. You know, I'm going to go look at pornography as kind of payback, right? She won't, she won't do it. So, you know, I got to get this need met somewhere. Right. Um, to me, this is really just emotional weakness, right? It's an inability to bring up difficult things with your wife. So, you know, there were times where I fell into this for me, it was mainly just kind of fantasizing about other women, right. Thinking like, Oh, you know, if I, if I married someone else, you know, she would want to have sex more and, you know, we'd be able to enjoy that together instead of me just coming to my wife and saying like, Hey, you know, it's frustrating to me. We're not having sex very much. Um, you know, can we work on this? What's a what's a workaround? Like, I want us to really be actively trying to make this better. Again, as you know, my wife went through really difficult sexual abuse. So I understood that, but it wasn't until I was able to step into that integrity, bring that up as an issue, let her know it was something that we really needed to work on, um, that, you know, I felt more in my integrity. Our marriage took off to much better levels of intimacy, both emotional as well as sexual. And I think it was, mainly because of that, because I stepped into that, uh, that strength. Right. So this is one way that I think it happens, right guys. They just, it's, it's almost like payback. It's just like, Oh, fine. Like you won't, you won't give it to me. I'll, I'll get it somewhere else. Right. It's not a very strong position. It's not going to lead to a lot of happiness in your, in your life. But the other way that guys can get sort of trapped into a, what, what, what would be termed a sex addiction is When they use it to escape from negative emotion, again, when you use it, when you start using it as an escape from negative emotion, that's when we might call it an addiction. So sometimes guys will use it to escape from anxiety when they're feeling kind of nervous about something, you know, pornography and masturbation, you know, it does, it, it calms you down feelings of worthlessness, right? You're feeling down, you know, this can kind of make you feel better for a little bit, right? feelings of shame, like, Oh, I'm not good enough. Um, you know, uh, I'm a loser. Right. And so the thing that's hard about, um, about that one is a lot of times, uh, I'm working with somebody right now and this is why this is on my mind. Um, and, and I want to you know build this into something to really help people that are really struggling with pornography in this way where it's become a way to deal with negative emotion. Um, the thing is, so like I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, pornography and masturbation very looked down on, although there's no actual doctrine in the church that says no mm-hmm. masturbation, right? It's kind of alluded to, but it's never clearly said to me. It's a gray area, right? There's no specific thing that says do not do it. So that's another thing we're kind of looking at and working on. But um, so you know, the, this guy I'm working with in particular, he'll start to feel shame and then he'll use pornography and masturbation to escape that. But then that brings on more shame, right? And so you see, it gets into this bad cycle where, you know, the, um, the fix causes more of the problem. And that's sort of like the definition of an, an addiction, right? Where, um, you know, for alcohol, you drink alcohol and then you have the withdrawal and then you drink more alcohol to get rid of that withdrawal. And then that creates more withdrawal, right? So kind of that same cycle is what we see, uh, particularly with shame, right? I feel shameful. I feel unworthy. I use pornography to feel better. And then it makes me feel even worse after, which makes me want to use pornography again. So that's kind of what we get into or, you know, escaping from anger. So again, at that point, we call it a a sex addiction when you're trying to escape this emotion and then you end up with more of the emotion instead (laughs) So it's a, it's tough, man. It's a hard, hard cycle to be in. And so sex addiction in that case, I think is a fair term, right? Because like what you're doing is causing the problem, which causes you to want to do it more. Okay. It's probably a fair term. The way that I like to call it though, is just you're using your sexuality in a way that's not serving you. Okay. And really you have an inability to tolerate negative emotion. So really, this is what uh, I'm working on with this gentleman and hoping to bring to other people too, is, you know, being able to feel that emotion and understand it's okay. And let yourself, let yourself feel it. So here's, here's some things that do not work, right? This is for myself and this for people struggling more intensely with, you know, with pornography and, and um, sexual addiction, right? So one thing that really does not work is telling myself no, or I can't do that over and over. Right. Usually what that leads to is like, no, don't do it. No, don't do it. And then I'm just thinking about it even more. Right. <laughs> and I get even more anxious. And that makes me want to act on that even more, look at pornography more, uh, fantasize about other women, more masturbate more, right. Because I'm building up that idea. Like I can't have it. I can't have it. Almost like when you're when you're on a diet, right? And you say, I can't have cookies, I can't have cookies. And then all you're thinking about is a cookie, like, and you finally give in, and then you feel bad. Then you're like, well, I already did it once, I might as well eat more cookies. Kind of that same idea here, right? So telling yourself, no, 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 I can't do that, I can't do that. Just doesn't work. It seems like it would, but it doesn't. Okay. Another thing that does not work is telling myself that sexual thoughts are bad and that I'm bad for having them. Okay. So Esther Perel, uh, gives this really good quote that says a lot of us are brought up with this idea that sex is dirty. So save it for someone you love. (laughs) Right. So it's, it's, and that really is the message. Like I felt like I had that message growing up as a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints that like, okay, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad. But once you're married, it's great. You know, it kind of doesn't really make sense, but, um, you know, we're kind of told over and over these sexual thoughts they're, they're bad and that makes us hard to you know have that be a part of us and really make a decision about how we're going to use our sexuality another thing that that really works some but not really is trying to distract myself so even like saying a prayer okay i'm having these thoughts You know, God help me not have those thoughts. And I'm not saying that that never works, but it didn't seem for me to work consistently or like repeating a scripture like, okay, you know, don't go there. Don't go there. Cause I think it's all tied to the same idea of don't, right? Don't do this. It's bad. Don't do it. Right. Cause that just brings up this anxiety and it's tough to do. Another thing that doesn't really work, pretending it's not there. Right. Like, uh, no, no, I don't have that. I don't have that. Like for me, that really didn't work. Cause I think it's all tied to the same thing, right? The more we sort of push that sexuality away, the more it wants to come out. Again, increases anxiety, increase, and which increases the desire to sort of soothe yourself, right? So all these things, no, 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 don't do it. It's not there. Distract myself, right? Pretending it's not there tends to increase your anxiety and then increase the desire to soothe yourself with that pornography or masturbation, right? Which typically leads to giving into those impulses more often. And what that leads to is guilt, right? For acting on those in disconnection from my wife. That's the result. When I try to say, no, 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 it's not there. It's not there. This for me. And I think a lot of you can probably relate to that. So another, another thing that doesn't work. So the, there was a time where, you know, uh, our sex life was pretty good. And and so I was like going online and looking for quote unquote ideas for things that we could do together. But really what that was, was, you know, finding pornography and, you know, getting aroused by that. And so like, that's just this lie that I tell myself sometimes, Oh, I'm just like looking at this for, for me and my wife. right? If I'm going to do that, probably better to, to look at that together is what I've found. So To me, the big question, and this is what's been most helpful for me. This is what's been very helpful as I've been working with this gentleman is trying to decide, like, how do I want to use my sexuality? So just asking this question, right? It's a way to filter my thoughts and actions around my sexuality, right? It's not saying it's not there. It's not saying it's bad. It's just saying, look, it's here and it's something powerful inside of me and it's a powerful part of who I am as a person. So how do I want to use that? Right. It's much more in integrity, feels much more powerful than saying, no, 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 don't do this. Don't do this. Right. It's just like, okay, I've got it. How do I want to use it? Right. So my own filter, what I, what I say to myself is I want to use my sexuality to deeply connect and find joy with my wife. I want to use my sexuality to deeply connect and find joy with my wife. Right. So that's mine, right. That's how I want to use my sexuality. Feel free to borrow that, use it yourself. But really, it's more about coming up with your own version of that. Like, how do you want to use your sexuality? Again, it's that position of integrity. Like when I say that statement, I feel strong, right? I feel like, yeah, that feels good to me. You know, deeply connect, find joy with my wife. For sure. That is how I want to use my sexuality. So it becomes that standard to measure my behaviors against, right? So when when I when I say, okay, do I want to look at pornography? Well, is that gonna help me deeply connect and find joy with my wife? or not. So probably not. Right. So I'll I'll say, okay, like I want to stay away from that or, you know, having an affair with somebody else, right. Is that going to help me deeply connect and find joy with my wife? No. Okay. Flirting with other women. Is that going to help me deeply connect and find joy with my wife? Uh, Actually no. Right. Um, there were times when I was doing that and I felt that disconnection, right. I definitely felt that disconnection for my wife. I felt more upset. Oh, other, other girls give me this attention. My wife doesn't. So, you know, for me, that was a no, I'm not saying for you, it's going to be the same, but I'm saying for me, this is what works. And you should think about and decide, like, how do you want to use your sexuality? So again, ask myself that question, does this action bring me closer to using sexuality to to deeply connect and find joy with my wife or not? Okay. So think about that guys, you know, take some time, you know, how do you want to use your sexuality? write it out, make it a statement. Cause when you have that to measure things against it becomes that filter, right? Is this helping me do this? Is it taking me closer to that? Or is it taking me farther away? And it's very helpful. So I want to talk about some in the moment tools that you can use, right? So probably the best one, both for people who are just kind of dealing with the typical, you know, uh, having these, these images and, and things bring up sexual thoughts. Um, And those who are struggling really with more of the addiction model where, you know, you're feeling shame, you use pornography to cover up shame, and then you feel more shame, right? What was really helpful is being able to name, feel, and deal with emotions as they come up. So, uh, the, the guy I'm working with right now, he's doing such a good job of this. And it's really making a big difference where, you know, he's just noticing through the day, like, okay, I'm feeling shame. Where do I feel it in my body? Right. Um, you know, where, you know, how does it feel? Is it, what color would I give it? Uh, does it move anywhere? Right. These are the questions that he's asking and kind of going through. So he's naming it. He's allowing himself to feel that and then, you know, dealing with it in a way that feels appropriate to him. So for him, he likes to kind of reach out to other people, connect with other people, just go out, go on a run right? So I want you to notice the difference. So it's not that he like has the desire to look at pornography and then says, I got to go on a run. Okay. That's what a lot of people will try. And it usually doesn't work because it's not, um, addressing the main issue, which is this intolerance or inability to tolerate emotion, negative emotion in particular. So he's building that skill, right? He's saying, okay, here comes shame. Like I'm recognizing it now. Um, there's a, the story about Buddha and Mara. So Mara being like a, like a demon that came to see Buddha. And instead of Buddha trying to push away the demon, he invited Mara to tea. Right. And so, and just let him sit there until Mara decided to leave. So this is the kind of approach we want to take with this negative emotion. Like, okay, you know, high shame, high guilt, high anxiety. You know, here you are, come have a seat. What do you have to teach me? Another good tool I learned from, um, Jill Brady on the make yourself podcast, right? That was something her dad taught her. Welcome the emotion. Hi, fear. You know, what do you have to teach me? I think that's a really good tool, but just digging into that, um, that emotion. Where do you feel it? And how does it feel? Right. What's the color? What's the character? Does it move? Does anything make it better or worse? Right. Really try to experience that in your body. So like for me, anxiety, usually I feel in my stomach feels kind of like that butterfly feeling. Uh, I feel kind of like moving and jumping like that's anxiety for me. Um, but you want to be able to just notice it and feel it and not try to run from it. Okay, so with the the gentleman that I'm working with, right, we, we came up with this sort of analogy of a wave, right? Emotion being like a wave. And, you know, when these things come, they tend to, you know, shame tends to come. It's a little bit slower at first, then comes more intense, then goes down. But sort of the analogy that, that I came up with that I think is a good one is like, how do you get through a wave? What's the most efficient way? If you've ever been out to the ocean, you know, when a wave's coming, if you try to run you're gonna get smashed, right? If you try to ride it, you know, just kind of ride it out. Sometimes it's going to get, you're going to get through it. Sometimes you're going to get smashed, <laughs> but the most efficient way is actually to try to dive into the wave, dive sort of under it. And that's what we're trying to do with the emotion. We try to get really into it. We try to really, um, feel it and, and just go deep, right? Let it come, let us feel it all the way. And then we go through it quickly. We do a smaller up and down, and then we're through it. Right. And we didn't have to use any of these uh, negative strategies to deal with it. Right. So another strategy that's been really helpful for me is, um, and for this gentleman I'm working with too, is just saying I can versus I can't, right? So pornography comes up and you say, okay, yeah, I can choose to look at that. I totally can, but is it going to get me where I want to, to go versus saying, no, 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 I can't, I can't. Right. Again, this is the idea, right? Creating more of that relationship we want with sexuality instead of like trying to dismiss it or say it's not there. So along with this, what I really like to do is try to follow it through, right? Like what are the consequences? So like when I would be in this mindset of fantasizing about being with other women sexually, I would think to myself, okay, let's say that I do that, right? And what will happen afterwards? Okay. So in my church, I'm going to have a lot of issues there. I'm not going to be able to do the things I want at church. I'm going to be a bad example to my kids. You know, what if she gets pregnant right now? I've got another like kid to take care of. What about her husband? Right. How's that going to look? So when I think about that, all of a sudden, like my sexual desire goes way down, <laughs> right? Cause I think, wow, you know, I do, I do not want all those consequences. I really don't. So that's been a lot more helpful than just saying, no, 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 don't think about that. That's bad. That's wrong just saying, okay, like I could choose that. Sure. But what is going to come from it? So as a religious guy, I also believe, you know, when we really feel that urge coming on really strongly, it seems like stronger than usual. I think that Satan is a part of that. And I think actually saying the words, telling Satan to leave saying, okay, Satan, get out of here. Like, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to be hearing this. I don't want to be into this right now. Uh, can also be very helpful. So as a summary, so sexuality, is a powerful and important part of who we are as men and women, right? It's an important part of our bodies. So the key is just being intentional, intentional about how you want to use sexuality in your life, really thinking about that. And then using that as a, as a measure, like measure your actions against that, like mission statement in a way, here's how I want to use my sexuality. Again, mine is to, you know, connect deeply and find joy with my wife. So does pornography help me get there? No. Does fantasizing about other women help me get there? No. And so I can just kind of bring my mind back to things that will help me create that. then for in the moment, naming, feeling, and dealing with the emotion. So even like if you're feeling sexual arousal when you see something, just like saying that either to yourself or out loud, right? Just saying like, yeah, I'm feeling sexual arousal about that image that I saw. Just that takes a lot of its power away. Right. And then you realize, like, I don't have to act on it. It's there. Yeah, that's normal. Um, How am I going to use it? What am I going to do about that? Right. And then if you're caught in more of this sort of shame cycle, this is really the biggest thing to really learn how to do is feel and tolerate that emotion. Because once you can do that, you're going to be able to break free of this cycle. Right? So then I can versus I can't right? Saying I can choose that for sure. I can, but is it going to get me where I want instead of saying, no, I can't do that. Don't do that. That's bad. You know, which just brings more anxiety, more shame, more desire to use pornography and then following it through, right? I can choose that, but what's likely to happen. You know, if I flirt with this girl and we end up, you know, having sex, is that really what I want? Like hiding that from my wife, feeling that disconnection. Um, you know, possibly getting her pregnant or those consequences that I really want, you know, no, I don't want that. So yeah, this is kind of like the, the jujitsu model, right? Using that momentum against itself. So, you know, instead of fighting, fighting away that, that impulse, just saying, okay, like, welcome, you're here, you know, um, how am I going to use this? You know, am I going to use it for towards what I want to be or not? And then also, if you're a spiritual person, you believe in God and Satan, just like telling Satan to leave when it feels really overwhelming like that. All right, guys. So hopefully you find this very useful. Um, I know these have been the tools that have been really helpful for me. Um, Again, like your sexuality is there for something good. So figure out how you want to use it and then measure your actions against that uh, statement about how you want to use it. All right, man, stay strong and we'll see you next episode.